One of the great parts about myth and mythology is that it takes a story that is very relatable, but also distant. We take things that are, we can understand, places, people, ideas, and yet we make it just a little far-fetched enough so we realize we just can't do that on our own. Think of you know, Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. Think of the Aeneid, those great classical works of mythology. This, these stories that are so close to being real, but also so different from the world as around us. I, I don't hold it up as great mythology, but it's mythology nonetheless. Think of, if you're struggling to understand right now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? We look and we see those characters, and they're very much like us, but also different, and different in a way that's impossible. But the stories and the meanings and the purpose and the values that undergird those stories are our stories, and we can deeply relate to them. And while I I don't know if the Marvel Cinematic Universe will, will hold up with Homer and Virgil in the ages to come, although at the same time, I I guess I would have never thought there'd be a movie called Cocaine Bear, but here we are. Um, So don't take my word for it. But I don't know if they'll hold up, but it's still there. That mythology is still so powerful. But there's a danger to mythology for us as Christians. And it's that we can mythologize the stories of Jesus and the work that he does in this world. We can hear a story like the Transfiguration, which is so, so, so like many stories that we have, going for walks with our friends and having something important happen. But none of us have seen someone's, I would assume, none of us have seen someone's face shine like the sun in front of us. None of us have had that experience. And so we can think in our hearts that this is not possible for us. But brothers and sisters, what Jesus does on that mountain for Peter, James, and John, he desires to do for you. In the first reading, we hear of God's promise to Abram. He says, come and you will have all of these wonderful things. The promise that Jesus has made to you in the waters of baptism far exceeds the promise, the covenant God made with Abraham. Abraham was offered descendants and riches and things. You and I have been offered eternal life. In fact, such is God's love for you and for me, that what Peter, James, and John saw on that mountain, you and I have already experienced a greater portion of. Because God, Jesus, revealed to them a sliver of who he was He showed them a part of his divinity. Friends, every time we receive Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, in a state of grace, we receive infinitely more. Not a promise of future glory, but the real thing. And what does Jesus ask of us? How are we to find this? How are we to seek and to find the face of the Lord? Go for a walk with Jesus. It's not a myth, it's a real thing. Each and every day, walk with the Lord in an intentional way. Every morning when you wake up, talk to the Lord. Every evening before you go to bed, talk to the Lord. Throughout your day, walk with Jesus. 
And you will do, when you do this repeatedly, you will start to see his face in the most unexpected ways. He will invite you into a deeper relationship. And it may not be as spectacular as what Peter, James, and John saw on the mountain, but you will see Jesus and he will change you. Because as St. Paul told to Timothy in that second reading, you are called to be holy. The mythologizing of our story, of the story of Jesus, can make us think and allow us to fall into this trap of thinking that holiness is something that I can never reach. And we all know what it's like to fall into sin, to struggle and to kick against those same sins repeatedly, to be affected by the sins of others and hurt and scarred by that. That is all too real. But what we are made for, what our most authentic and truest self is, is holy, is beloved. On Tabor, the voice of God the Father says, this is my beloved Son, listen to Him. In the other Gospels we hear, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. God the Father says the same thing about you. You are the beloved son. You are the beloved daughter in whom God is well pleased, in whom the gospel will be proclaimed to the world. But Jesus and God, they love you so much. They don't want you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwells within you. And he loves you so much that he wants you to make that choice. He invites you tonight to go for a walk, to climb that mountain. Will you say yes? And what does that look like? What does it mean? What does it look like to walk with Jesus every day? I talk about in my own just life the four things that we can do to walk with Jesus. There's many things that we can do. But the four things that I strive to do each and every day, well, not every day, but this is what I try to do, right? Pray every day. Talk to Jesus. He's your friend. He wants to be in communication with you. He also wants to listen to you, and he, he wants you to listen to him. Talk to Jesus. Pray every day. And there's no wrong way to pray. Cry out to the Lord. And if you're searching for words, Jesus gave us a prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer of the Our Father. Pray it. Talk to him. Let him speak into your hearts. The second thing, Sunday Mass. We need to be in communion with each other and with God. We need the Eucharist. The third thing, regular confession. Once every two months or so, we need to go to the Lord. We need to give him our hearts. We need to have those hearts made new and made clean so that he can, like he does with Peter, James, and John, send us down the mountain and back out into the world, ready to take on the challenges that are in front of us. And the fourth thing are the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. If we're striving in an intentional way to do those things, brothers and sisters, Jesus will show you his faith. And the power and the reality and the love that he has for you will not be a myth. It will be something you experience, something you know, something you're willing to die for.